0: There's another set of papers in Mali that's getting a lot of attention. It's a nine-page document outlining the Islamist militant strategy for their takeover of northern Mali. It was left behind by the retreating militants under a pile of trash. It reads like a memo from a CEO to top management. Rukmini Kalamaki of the Associated Press found the document. She says she discovered the memo in a building in Timbuktu that had been used by the militants, a building she entered after French and Malian forces had searched it
1: we were in a very dark hallway going into one of the rooms and we tripped over literally tripped over a pile of dirty clothes some of them were really quite gross i think there was some liquid on them that looked like it could have been blood so we um we used the stick to move over the clothes and underneath there was a ledger and it was inside this ledger that we found this letter and
0: some other documents So who was this written by and what struck you most about it?
1: The letter is from Abdelmalek Drukdal, who is the senior uh, commander, the senior leader of al-Qaeda in the Islamic Maghreb. This is the al-Qaeda branch uh, that operates in Africa. What struck me about the document is how practical, how pragmatic he is in the advice that he gives his fighters. Uh, we might expect that Al Qaeda um, would be would be ideologically uh, very extreme, but in fact, he's telling them to make concessions on ideology uh, in order to win over the people of northern Mali, uh, so that those people can be on their side if there's a military intervention uh, to dislodge them.
0: He also predicted intervention in Mali by the West, and of course, a French-led intervention to oust Islamist rebels did take place in January. Does this suggest to you that al-Qaeda is becoming perhaps more aware of what methods worked and haven't worked in the past?
1: I think this document clearly shows that they're trying to learn from their mistakes. And the mistakes, I think, uh, was what happened in Iraq, where they turned a good portion of the population against them. Uh, We also saw in Somalia that they applied very brutal uh, Sharia law, and it backfired. You know, the people were no longer on their side. So one of the suggestions he makes, uh, if he tells them to go more slowly, to be more flexible, and to be more gentle in how they apply um, Sharia, he specifically criticizes them for having destroyed uh, Timbuktu's ancient shrine.
0: It's interesting to me, having read excerpts anyway from this document, sort of the almost paternalistic tone that he takes with the members of Al Qaeda themselves. Sort of his public statements are very fiery rhetoric, but he speaks to them almost like a father speaking to children.
1: He does, and he's critical of what they've done. The other piece of advice that I thought was very counterintuitive is he tells them to make alliances, even with groups that are secular and that don't necessarily um, share their ideals. He's specifically referring to um, a secular Tuareg rebel group called the NMLA. uh, And the the Tuareg group tried to make an alliance with the Islamists back last June, and it fell apart over the issue of Sharia. Uh, He's telling them that that was a mistake, that they should go back and try to mend their relationship uh, with these fighters. And I find that very surprising because the the, the twilight rebels, you know, these are people who drink. These are people who have girlfriends. They're, you know, bon vivant sort of people that don't necessarily line up very well with the Sharia interpretation of Islam that al-Qaeda usually espouses.
0: Pretty interesting stuff. It's not too often that uh, these kinds of things are uncovered in this clear way. Yes, that's for sure.
1: And I have to say, we almost walked right past it. It was really a mistake that we happened upon them.
0: Rukmini Kalamaki, West Africa Bureau Chief of the Associated Press, speaking with us from Timbuktu. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Katie.